0: Men. You're welcome to The Real Hangout Show on Top Power TV with your host, my name is Jerry Kilimogado, and joining me today as a co-host is a social commentator and public affairs analyst, Mr. Joseph Ogona. Hello, Mr. Joseph. Hello, Jerry. You're welcome to the show. Thank you. So, you're joining me today as a co-host and anchor, and uh, today we're going to be having a, a special person in the building. We have uh, Mr. Rupert of Genoa who is the convener of an organization called Restore Nigeria Initiative. Hello Mr. Rupert.
1: Hi Jerry, How Welcome are you? to the show. Very well, thank you. Very
0: glad to have you today. Thank you, thanks. Okay, uh, we'll go straight uh, into the business of today. Um, you started an organization called Restore Nigeria Initiative, RNI. So what's RNI all about?
1: Well, um, I'd like to first thank you guys for Joining me today, and thanks for having me. I'm Restore Nigeria Initiative. Like the name, you know, um, connotes, is um, an organisation, a movement um, whose objective is to restore the lost glory of the nation. Um, You'd agree with me, and I usually say this wherever I go. That whilst growing up, I used to hear loads of stories about Nigeria. Uh, the fact that Nigeria used to be this beautiful, Naira was equal to a pound ETC. Um, I remember my dad telling me how much he earned, you know, and uh, with that little salary, with that meager salary, he was able to put food on our table and we lived um, large, you know, and, and all that. But today, you'll find that uh, minimum wage. Um, can't even take care of a family of two, you know, and, and, and that's huge. If you look at the, the situation of the nation and if you look at um, the number of people who are living in despondency and taking up uh, societal uh, tendencies or actual, actually committing suicide, you find that there is the need for the nation to be restored. If you also look at the fact that Nigeria has become somewhat like, uh, like they say, the the headquarters for poverty across the globe, you know, beating a nation uh, as big as India to it, then you know that there is the need for Nigeria to be restored. So, restore Nigeria initiative was started because there is the need for everyone, every well-meaning Nigerian to put his or her hand on the deck to say we have to rescue Nigeria from drowning.
2: Thank you sir. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I want to go straight to the question that been bothering me for, for a while. It has to do with the last two um, election. Um, electoral process um, in this country has being mad by so many challenges, and uh, the one that the Edo's uh, election was to me, I don't know. A lot of people think maybe it's free or unfair, oh, but, but I would like to say and ask you: <coughs> Do you think it's, it was free? Was it fair? In your opinion.
1: Uh, well, Joseph, I, I, maybe I should state this. Uh, I was not on the ground. Okay. Mm, I, I didn't monitor. The, the elections firsthand by being on the ground, but uh, I have people on the ground. I have had reporters who witnessed it, and then to a great extent, if you even look at the the statement coming from the opposition party in the state APC and all, it attests to the fact that the election may have been free uh, and fair. You, you know, you know, and that's what RNI is also about. Uh, you know, some, some some players across the globe, particularly in Nigeria, feel like um, um, it was free because it was free and fair because of um, the US announcement of visa ban for my um, electoral of uh, you know offenders in the previous elections, and um, they felt like well these guys didn't want to be. To be, you know, to be on that list, and that's why they allowed um, the people's choice to play out. That that's, you know, uh, belongs to a certain class of people. But but I do think that um, uh, it appears like the president deliberately allowed allowed um, um, the election to play out the way. The way play that, because if you look at it, it looked as if there was really no interference. We didn't hear about any interference like like we used to have in other elections. We are just two two hours into the election. We would have been seeing press releases: uh, "My candidate is not working. This is not happening. That's not chain ballot boxes." Nobody nobody said that in this particular election. And, and that and, and that 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 should that should encourage us, and also worry us. It should encourage us because it means that we have what it takes to allow democracy to really be entrenched. Mm. So if we, if we find um, places where elections are not free and fair, it means that perhaps we don't have the political will to do so. So, so, so. so that should encourage us. But it should worry us, uh, because it means that we could also select what state you know, to allow real uh, um, uh, um, democratic practice to, to, to work. And then what states to say, no, we, we must win this state at all costs? Mm-hmm. You know, and it shouldn't be so. It should be that the best man must win. Let the best man win. That's what it should be.
0: Okay, okay. Um, well said. Um, like you, you talked about the fact that it, probably it was allowed, a free and fair election was guaranteed because uh, the, the powers that be allowed it. But uh, should it be so? And. Uh, how can we make it in such a way that uh, it's not just about someone in Abuja allowing a free and fair election. It is entrenched in the constitution, or it institutionally, um, elections are free and fair without having somebody um, agreeing for it to be free and fair. How can we make it in such a way that everybody, is a level playing field for anybody.
1: Anyway, I, I, I like to I like to state this up front. I am not I am not a partisan person. I am not an apologist for any particular political party. And I want to say that um, the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria should be commended first for the the the, the, the uh, due elections. And then we have seen at least in one or two states where the president was neither here nor there as to who he was supporting. Either his body language was like vote for anybody. You you saw that play out in. A state like like Ugu State in the, in the in the last election, you saw that play out in a state like Imo State. The president was almost almost going to say, "See, I don't want to pick anybody for you," which is what really a statesman. It is supposed to be seen doing um, but again if if we look at the fact that a lot of people were disenfranchised in Lagos states particularly um, in those places where you have the igbos and all that and you find that you know across the board you know that um, we do not just need a strong man to do the job. The president is a strong man. Anybody else is a strong man. The former governor of Lagos is a strong man. We have strong men in Nigeria, but we don't have strong institutions. What we should do is to allow strong men to come down a little. Let the statue of these strong men come down a little. And that's how to build the nation. You know, And allow institutions to grow. Institutions ought to become stronger. While men themselves ought to become weaker. People shouldn't be afraid because a particular individual was, was running for election, they should be afraid because it's an institution already that could, um, you know, apprehend anybody who, who is an offender and try the person and then sentence the person to, 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 to jail. Now, when, when you have things like that, you find that institutions are further strengthened. You know, if I had the opportunity, for example, if I had the power, you know, unfortunately I don't, you know, I, I, I would have called out to the United States to say, see. Don't, don't just say um, any electoral offender should not come to the United States. It should be that um, you, you should rally around the G8. You know, all the advanced advanced you know, countries. Um, say, UK you cannot visit, um, Europe you cannot visit, and then Asia, Middle East you can't visit. Things like that, are, and that would be fantastic. Because a lot of these leaders Depend on these places, whether for medical care, for some of their business now. So they would not want to, to, to you know, go there. But we don't need an external body to support us. The first thing we need today is to call for an electoral amendment. The electoral bill must be signed into law. The electoral bill that was passed by the by the assembly under the leadership of uh, Senator Bukola Saraki, it should be revisited, you know, and then be signed to law so that anybody um, um, who knows I snatched a ballot box and you are found wanting and there are evidences against you, the fellow goes to seven years imprisonment. And by the time we find anybody who is remotely involved, that then also serves, serves jail time. When, when we have things like this, it, you know, it will make for voters' confidence. Everybody will want to come out on election day. My vote will count. You know, a lot of Nigerians will say, I don't want to go vote. They already know who's going to be the you winner. Know, and that situation is marring our, 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 our democracy. We have to be more deliberate about these things. If we want a nation, that will work. Thank you.
2: OK. Thank you very much, sir. My next question is goes like, uh, okay, Africa is the, I mean, Nigeria is the most populous country in Africa, and it is the country with the most um, youth demographic. A lot of youths. About the statistics, um, I think about three or so million youths are living in this country. They don't really have opportunities for work and everything. But in your opinion, how do you think the government can? you know, harness the potential of these youths and, you know, to bring about a robust change in the sector of the economy, you're talking about ICT, um, arts, culture, entertainment, sports, you know, all of that sector, how can the government come in and engage these youths? So.
1: Just Joseph, thank you. I I, I feel like um, in Nigeria, the entertainment industry is working, okay. it's working at least on an average score, but but we need to give the credit to the players. Okay. The, the, I mean, the, this is not about the government. But you find that um, people like Deban, um, people like Whiskey, people like Genevieve, and the likes of them are doing us proud. You know, you know, you know, you know, abroad and, and across 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 the globe. But if you want to talk about ICT, you want to talk about employment. If that was what you meant you know, and all that, how the youth can be engaged and all. You see, Nigerian leadership always will think, um, let us create jobs. How do they create these jobs? Have you ever sat down to ask yourself, how does the government, whether it is the federal government or is the state government or is the local government, who really does, how do they create jobs? If you find that you find that um, what they do is that there's a construction going on the construction and then the employ uh, less than 10, 20 people you know they say they have created job mm, wow. and so you find that and you know like is a developing country so you have one construction going on oh, no. so in some place or the other That's so the good. question to ask yourself or to ask nigerians is what then happens when these constructions don't happen anymore. So where will these jobs come from? You see, we, we are we are getting it wrong. Job creation begins from looking at education. Job creation begins at you know looking at ed- deliberately looking at education. But why do I say that? The government is only supposed to formulate policies. It's not really supposed to start one business and then say if we should come and be employed. No. There, there ought to be enabling environment for businessmen to thrive. Right. Then you know you deliberately decide to catch some of these youths very young so that they themselves will not be released into the labour market, but instead as they leave school, they already think about they're already thinking about starting a business that will employ two, three, four, five people and now i know i want to get the work i want to get the job in the bank and how do you get how, how do you get that to to work from high school to the university or the tertiary if i were the president of nigeria for example i would i would relegate you know the clamor for university education I knew. But, but that is the truth. Now there will be university education, but the focus will be on sciences. The focus will be on technical colleges. The focus will be on how to create, you know, you know, you know, how to create products, how to create goods, how to create services. We don't have that. Now, it, that that's what I'm talking about. We don't have that. So you find somebody who went to school. By the way, I, I did accounting. You, you, what, what would that be accounting for if nobody started a business? What would I be accounting for, you know? But somebody will say, "Oh, I am a manufacturer." If it's got that information, if it's got that knowledge from school, I would say, "Okay, when you come out, if you're a science student and you have practical knowledge on this on that, you get. We, I mean, we, we collaborate with Bank of Industry or uh, with the World Bank, and then you have some grant where you can start something." Now, when you do that, you find that a lot of people will go into the sciences, a lot of people will go into the technical colleges, and and that's that's what's happening in China. How many people do you think you have in China who went to university to study, etc.? but each of them appear as if they can create something. They can make your research, they can make your phone, without the university education. And now they are looking for a market for their product. And unfortunately, Nigeria is a fertile market for for their products. So if we go, for example, to the east and we take some of these Igbo guys and some of the people in the, in the, in the, in the west, and even in the north, and we, we take them to a formal education, but this formal education is more practical in nature, more technical in nature. You'll find that in the next three, four, ten years, the employment rate will be high or the employment will go down drastically. So that's a systemic way of dealing with things like that. You don't, you don't have to say let's start a construction and then you employ five people. When we finish the road, yeah. would you keep them there? Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So are you yeah. saying that we should uh, um, do away with investigation?
1: education? Oh no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I said, I mean, more importance should be placed on the creative sector. Okay. The sector that produces. The sector that thinks about manufacturing, manufacturing um, entrepreneurship. That's where we should focus on. We shouldn't focus so much on theoretical knowledge. It, it, we need the theoretical knowledge. We, we, we have a lot of people. Are, and let me tell you, Nigerians are very educated, very smart, very powerful guys. But we need to be able to see when somebody gets out of school, is able to do something, no matter where you are. Even if you went to school to study um, art and culture, you should be able to make toothpick. Think about it. Why do we have to import toothpick in Nigeria? Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do that? Why we can create that? So if everybody has that knowledge, if that's added to whatever, you know, you know they, they go to school to study or we go to school to study, you'll find that when they come out, they become better because now they have the skill all that is left will be financed. That's all that will be left. You have the market. You have 200 million Nigerians. When, when the president are likely to close the borders the other time, the, the countries around Nigeria, they were all clamoring. They were, all, they were almost begging. to say, please open the borders. You know why? Because they know that Nigeria accounts for their major buyers. That's true. And that's the truth. So why don't we patronize ourselves? In China, they do. Check, in China they do, in fact, if there's a problem in China is, we have many products, everybody's producing, no, we will buy, that's true. and that's why you find that they're going to Africa, just so that Africa becomes a ground for them to sell their commodities to, and that's all. So the, the government has to look at education, okay. and look at education with a view, to ensure that anybody who gets out of school, whether it's university or polytechnic or technical college, is able to produce. Is able to start a business. Don't train anybody to go to queue before one big man to say, I'm looking for a job. Train them to come out and say, I want to start my own. I think that way it will be better.
0: Yes, uh, um, many Nigerians actually want to go into entrepreneurship and start a business of their own. But one of the key drivers of our economy is power. And uh, Nigeria is lagging behind this in this sector. Uh, many who believe uh, we have uh, we need about one hundred eighty thousand megawatts as a nation, but we are struggling around the range of seven thousand. At some point, the government took its hands off power and handed distribution of power to the pri- private individuals. But of recent, we started hearing that these private these uh, schools want to pull out uh, because they are not making profits. Um, so what what do you think? Do you think the government uh, is doing adequately well in the area of power handling power? And do you think uh, power should be uh, handled by private individuals in Nigeria?
1: Well, uh, I would want to say yes and no to to your question. I, I say yes because power is very pivotal. Now, if you if you get power right. The economy will, you know, by itself find its place if you get power right. You know what it takes for a businessman to power his business? Particularly if you look at the cost of energy. It's whooping. I mean, if you, if you took that out of, of the cost sheet, you will find that the cost will drop seriously. And so the government has to work. To ensure that power is fixed, I hear that um, the reason why power is not fixed is because some people have stakes, some people have that, etc., etc. Well, I, I I don't want to believe that, because if you have, if if I am the government and I want power to work, and somebody has take, it is it is about asking the first thing, please take your hands off. That's true. That's take true. your hands off. And, and do you think power can work? I do agree because we have seen. Smaller organizations power the organization. If they can power the organizations, then why can't Nigeria power itself? Why can't a a place like... Have you been to the Redemption Camp? Yes. Have you been to Kenan Land? These people, I mean, they power themselves. That's true. They power themselves. And if, if, if they can do that with the resources available to Nigeria, we should be able to do that. The problem with Nigeria is that we have too many sabotages in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the system, and you find that somebody somewhere doesn't want this to work for a particular reason. I don't know what that is, I don't want to dabble into that, but I'm saying that the government can make power work.
2: Thank you very much, sir. Uh, my next question is a very, uh, a very crucial one. It has to do with corruption. The Hydra-headed monster. Uh, <laughs> that is like, uh, we sometimes don't even know where to come, come in. We don't know where to tackle it from. Uh, according to that statistic, like right now i 146, I think. Out of 180 in the world, the uh, corruption, the- uh, Precipitation. Uh, index. index. So that's a very sad, tragic uh, scores. That, 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 that the figures are-, are, are staggering so i don't know i imagine a a country like nigeria is being run to iran angola bangladesh uh, this country is just too big to be you know run in the in the likes of this or other countries but what is the what is the problem gone like permit me to say gone <laughs> what is what, what is it? what is it why why is corruption so so hard to you know tackle how can we address this issue so please
1: well, I, I think that to be able to answer that question okay. very honestly, I'd like to, I'd like to, for the next couple of minutes, forget that I'm before the camera, and, and, then, and then speak from my heart. Okay. OK. The truth is that the problem of corruption is not just about our leadership. Wow. You find that corruption is everywhere, even in our homes, in education. How many students do you think passed the Awai'ek themselves? Wow. How many? They are teachers who are contracted by some schools to teach them on the day of examination. if that's not corruption. What is that? Now, so you see, you see, look, look at where I took that from. From the homes first, then to the school. you find that. A child, for example, who will go this way through school by cutting corners, he already has corruption embedded in him. But if you find out from every Nigeria, oh, it is the president that is corrupt. The governors are corrupt. We agree that it is possible that there's corruption with them. What are we talking about? It is clear that we have corruption in Status, We have corruption here and there. But Nigerians themselves, we, we need a complete paradigm shift, paradigm change. If we want to continue, so we, if the fellow who is saying the president should 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 not be voted, or the president does not qualify to to be president, etc., making president, making president. And this is not about holding brief for any president. That's not what I'm ta- talking about. I'm only trying to paint a picture that corruption is almost like a Nigerian thing. We've got to deliberately, and, and you find that, that's what keeps coming, deliberately work to, to, to export that out of our national life. Whether as a leader, and that's what I told you before, if we don't have strong institution, corruption will continue. Now I gave you an example of um, 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 secondary school students sitting for work, etc. Et Somebody is responsible to invigilate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that person do when the students are cheating, looking the other way? I mean, the representative of that institution, we should hold up the integrity and the name of the institution. so, so, so if you look at it very carefully. Corruption stems from our bad economy. bad economy. As until the economy can be fixed to a particular level, you will still find corruption literally everywhere because people get corrupt because of food, because of shelter, because of clothing, of because, of, because of lack of food. So you, you, know, you find if you can fix that, in my ways, who is not hungry, is more likely to say no I won't call it that bribe that's true but the one that is hungry <laughs> is more than <laughs> he will even ask you Definitely. for it before you offer it so corruption has to you know be tackled from the grassroots even as we try to tackle it from 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 the government and, and all that and the, the, the government look at EFCC. Did, did you see that you know it is strange the other time when I saw the news, I was like, oh my God, the the man who was chasing everybody about a clear case of the hunter is now hunted in, in Nigeria. So some people feel like he fell out. You know, he, he fell out. For, you know, some, people, some people feel so. I don't know about that. <laughs> 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 will be careful with some of these things. You know, I'm, I'm only citing example. So if he did not, he probably, probably would not know. Me. And that's going on. Do you understand? So if EFCC, if ICPC can be strengthened such that they don't have to do the bidding of the power of the ruling power. They will find that corruption will begin to reduce. Okay. There's no way anybody can eradicate corruption anywhere. In America, there's corruption. Anywhere there's corruption. The only thing about Nigeria is that it looks as if I mean, it looks as if it was manufactured in Nigeria and then exported to the rest of, rest of the world. So, so we have to deliberately, you know, strengthen these institutions. I mean, before somebody gets into office, how much were you worth? Have you thought about that before somebody becomes a governor? That part they ought to be that part. You know, you know you, you have to be asset declaration. This asset declaration should be necessarily made public. How much do you how much are you worth? Because I'm worth because I want 10 <laughs> million. Then if after four years they check again and you are now worth five billion, then you not ask? <laughs> 10 million from 10 million, you know that it, it doesn't just add up. So and you know these things are there. But some officers deliberately will not look in that direction. And that is because Nigeria Center is very powerful. Nigeria Center is very powerful. Don't, don't don't I mean, don't be don't be don't be surprised that for asking me such such a question you could be apprehended. You <laughs> you not me. You got <laughs> the question. Do you understand? The center is just too powerful and there has to be a deliberate, you know, you know, effort to make the center less powerful. it, it makes it makes the president of the country like an emperor. And, 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 and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. And what we have in Nigeria, and this is not about APC or PDP. What we always have in Nigeria is 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 like an emperor where you find that the president has the power of the judiciary, has the power of the legislature. That's the truth. He just calls the, ah, please, this is what we should do. Uh, if he doesn't do it, they say he's fighting against the party. He doesn't want the government to work. You know, i all that. I mean, you, you, in this same country, a CGA was sacked. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to talk about whether that was right or that's not, but, but the question yeah. is, ah! Yeah. A he was sacked! <laughs> was just, yeah, eh? that. So the next CGA would have studied history. And that history is not too far away. It just happened yesterday or two days ago. See, if I don't want to end this way, Mm -hmm. then I have to be careful, that's the problem, that's the problem, that's the problem. And sometimes you find that the leaders mean well, sometimes it could be the lieutenants, sometimes the lieutenants, it's just messy, Nigeria.
0: Okay, um, you made mention of the fact that the center seems to be too powerful. Um, Some people have been advocating for the center to actually share some of its powers. Some people have been saying that uh, we have a very powerful federal government, um, which which seems to be dictatorial, um, which is not letting the component units like the states and local governments to actually uh, function ad- adequately. Um, some say, uh, well, we need to devolve power, there should be devolution of powers, um, there should be restructuring, that's like the, the, the term that's that the they word. used to, <laughs> you know, and it means a lot of things for different people. So, um, like recently we started hearing of the cause for Dua Republic, um, We've we'll been hearing calls for Biafra, and uh, some people said, "Okay, let's go back to regions. Okay, or let's have state police, or let's even have resource control. You produce what you consume, or you have oil, let the oil be yours, and then you contribute a little to the central government." Sure. So, um, do you think uh, we should actually restructure? If yes, in what line? How should we restructure? What sort of restructuring will actually suit Nigeria? Should we go back to the old? Regional system of the 60s when we got independent, so we had like the eastern region, the western region, the northern region, where we had the premier of these regions, and uh, we had the Grand Pyramids of the north, we had the Cocoa of the west, and we had the, the Palm Oil of the east. And these uh, regions were sustainable, they were sustaining themselves until we not saw oil, and everybody we like, was we looking for the oil, and we started having the military coups, which jumbled up the whole system of regional system, and we now have a un- quasi regional
1: system. So, what do you think is the way forward concerning the restructuring? See, without missing words, I'd like to say that um, the powers that be, the government of the day, and all the political elites, they know that restructuring is the way to go. Okay. If, if they would tell you the truth in their hearts, if, anybody of, if anyone of them is listening to me, they know that for Nigeria to progress, restructuring is the way to go. But you know the major problem of restructuring is the oil. Mm-hmm. The crude oil. You see, if the crude oil were to were to what English would I use? Finish. Finish for want of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to finish today, restructuring will automatically take place. It is just about okay, we have resources somewhere where of us fix our mandibles. And so we find that in modern Nigeria, the crude oil of the South South, where I fortunately am from, seems to be the problem of the country. And, and that is the truth. Have I, you I, I stopped to think that in, in states like Kogi, you have over 36 to 37 mineral, mineral deposits? You have many mineral deposits. In the north, you have so many of them. That's true. that's true, that's true. You have gold in, in, in what, what, what What's happening there? Do you know? I don't too. <laughs> I don't, but you have all of these things. So restructuring is the way to go. Restructuring will solve a whole lot of tr- problems because this quest for cessation will reduce. When people know that they can, they can develop at their own pace, when they feel like they are not so changed by anybody. Yeah. And then they find, well, I'm, I'm comfortable. I mean, it doesn't have to be regional. You can restructure along the state lines. It doesn't even have to be regional because, I mean, to, to say you want to have regional restructuring uh, to what we used to have in the past will we'll make for loads of enemies to kick against it. we want to see the state governments, we want to see the whatever and all that. But each state can adequately fund itself. State in Nigeria can do so. Um, you know, restructuring was a music in the mouth of uh, the f- former vice president of, of Nigeria. He was talking about restructuring. I'm talking about Manaji um, Atikwa was talking about restructuring, he ran up to the election, he was going to restructure Nigeria. We are happy about that. But we, we hope he was sincere. <laughs> we hope you were sincere, you know, by restructuring because we have also seen people clamor for restructuring before they got the, the, their share on the, uh, the national table, and before you know it, no more call for restructuring. But we all know that restructuring will help us. Where you can have state policing, do, do, you know, look at what's happening. Did you see banditry in the north? Even in the south, south, in the southeast, you find all of that. How many, how many, what is, what is the strength of our police force? When you find somebody come from Kano, for example, to police a state like, like Oyo, what does he know about Oyo? What does he know about Oyo? Did he serve there? Did he grow up there? You know, we have to reduce policing, or we have to bring policing closer to the people. We are the, I mean, the policemen the Mook and Kemi of that environment. And then you find that this will work. Restructuring with it for Nigeria has to grow to get better. The structure is it. Okay. Much, sir.
0: Um do you think uh we have we had a conference, you know, where we talked about right? in in t- 2014 I believe the conference the conference, um and some somewhere along the line they, it was done somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, are there things you feel takeaways from that confile or do you think we should actually revamp the constitution there should be a constitutional review. What, what, what angle or how do we go about it? You know there was actually a, co- a committee set up by the ignoring party, of the APC to actually restructure, and the report was done, they, did the, they met and they submitted the report, but up to now they would not heard anything about it. How do we kick off that uh, discussion on restructuring? Who should actually champion? Should it be the House of Assembly? Should it be the President? Or should we go back to the Confab report of 2040?
1: Well, you see, the Confab report of 2049, I need to say, or two. About that, a lot of people felt at that time that was diversionary. A lot of people felt like um, that was just uh, because the the then president wanted to just um, divert the attention of people from whatever was happening, um, you know, in the country at that time. And so maybe that didn't allow for for some people to give it importance that that it deserves. But I I do feel like that 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 the confab should be should be should be revisited. No, no, that's the And you know that's the major problem, one of the major problems of Nigeria. When you find that leadership is not really go- governance in Nigeria is not really a continuum. When somebody has done something, it is just because it's one other party. It doesn't have to be so. You have to bring it to the table and say, let's look at it, let's let, let's look at their recommendation to see if that will move us forward. What is the duty, what is the purpose of governance? If it is not to deliver democratic dividends, and if you already have a document, for example, that will that easier for you, why don't, why don't you take advantage of that? You know? So I think that uh, uh, I mean, national, the National Assembly, for example, should champion the cause I mean, to let, let us have Nigeria looked at again. A lot of things are not just right. It looks as if we have a structural defect. And then you have structural like defect, you find that with every block that you, you put in that building, it, it is just a time bomb waiting to happen, wow. you know. And so somebody has to look at it. it, it we, we, we don't have to draw solace from the fact that oh I'm 50, oh I'm 70, etc. I will soon die. will happen in my time? Mm. Do you understand these things? If if the government of the day does not look at the fact that. This, something is wrong with our structure. Something is wrong with our constitution. Our constitution creates opportunity for several things to happen. Too many constitutional gaps where people can latch on and then, you know, commit a crime and then get away with it. Where there is this larger-than-life attitude. Where it, it looks like leadership is viewed as a relationship between a master and a servant, and it is wrong. Why should why should leadership be a relationship between? The, the master and you servant. In fact, the, the people ought to carry more power. The people ought to carry more power. And that's why I was talking about the electoral reforms. That the electoral bill should be signed. And the law should be signed and passed into law. Because the power has to return to the people. Or has to return to the people. You know, once the people have the power, you find that they accountability. Until the people you know, receive the power, until power is restored to the people, you will find that there will not be accountability, not in Nigeria, not anywhere else. Where the fear of losing an election makes a president or a governor or a senator sit up. And then he acts, he you knows that I've got four, four years. And in four years, the people will come to mark my scripts. And if I have done well, I will be elected. If I have not done well, I will be thrown out. But then somebody tells him that you don't need to do that job. Well, why would you need to do that? You say you can rig yourself into an office. You all you need to do is to have enough money to bribe X, bribe B, and then you find that throughout his four years, all he will be looking for is the money to bribe the next set of people to get to get what he wants, and not delivering, you know, the delivery of democratic dividends. We need to change that in Nigeria. You see, it saddens me, and now uh, it's beginning to be a bit personal, and I don't like it to get this way. It saddens me when we find people trying to travel out of the country, not because they want to go for vacation, or they want to go sightseeing, or they want to go for business, but they they are looking to look. People are looking to run away from from Nigeria. Do you know? If you don't believe me, all the president has to do tomorrow morning is to say, "Uh, fellow Nigerians, I have agreed that everybody who wants to... Leave Nigeria for Canada, for United States, for the UK, for even for Ghana. Is... Unfortunately, please selling your boys will give you money. Mm. Wow. Just go. So many of us will remain. Even you, both of you. <laughs> if you got that information today, you may not be here because you'll be processing your, your, your visa. So that, that's how but can you do that in Nigeria in, in America? Can can the president of America say Any American who wants to go to Nigeria, I will give you the money and all that. Go. How many of them will come? That's to tell you. And I hate the fact that people go out of Nigeria for greener pasture. It is no I don't hate them, but I hate the fact that our country is still at that position. We are even though we have the colour green on our flags, everywhere is red.
0: Mm.
1: Everywhere is red. Everywhere is red. You see, our youths are going. We are losing intellectual power. Do you know? There's the brain drain. Our doctors are going out for, for greener pasture. Do you know how many doctors are looking to leave Nigeria? Do you know? Do, do we have to continue in that light? So somebody has to, and, and, and Nigerians have to understand, we, we, we don't have to speak. You know, to fight everybody, we just need ideas to run this country. We just need ideas for Nigeria to get back to what it used to be. We just need ideas,
0: okay? Okay, um, do okay. wait, wait,
1: let me clean my face if you caught. You have caught. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be so far.
0: It's fine. It's right? fine, right? it's fine. That was missed. you record, Dave.
1: What do
0: you record? No. Yeah. Ah. What about talking like that? That was yeah. the point. You caught it. You caught it. Huh? So the next question, uh, let me chip this in uh, for our viewers out there who are watching us live on Facebook, on Twitter and on YouTube. Um, you can uh, join the conversation by uh, uh, going to the comment section on Facebook. Uh, type your question, your contribution. Uh, so as you see it right here. And uh, also those who are watching on Twitter on our page, Restore Nigeria Initiative, or on Talk Palo TV. And um, you can, uh, through the comment section, type in your questions. Uh, Always remember to use the hashtag Restore Nigeria or hashtag Nigeria of our dreams um, so that the questions can be ready here and attended to. Okay, you can go over your
2: questions. Right? Okay. Yes, uh, <coughs> My question is um, a simple one, actually. Um, it's do you how do you think that we can uh, or Ar- rather how do you think Aaron and I can make the people be more informed about their uh, roles and responsibilities in the political process how can you get them to be more in- participative in the political <laughs> spheres of things <laughs> oh, well uh, so, uh, there's a People don't really anything politics, they would just want to cover their ears and you know, carry on their business. They just they think politics is a elitist kind of thing, But there has to be something um, we can do. So what do <laughs> I have in, in in place to tackle that sort of like call it uh, apathy okay. or something?
1: Okay, thank you. I I I want I want to begin by by saying that um, man is a political animal. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I I hate to qualify man with that name animal, but everybody knows. I mean, a a man um, is made in such a way that he's interested in leadership. He wants to either lead or he wants to be led. Right. And, and you can't take that away from mine, but I understand you know your um, your 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 concern because if you look at the number of people who participate in the electoral process, that tells you that a lot of people are not interested really in either voting or both elective um, um uh, offices or of position I, I, and I think that can be solved that that can be solved the, the question is. Why do you think Nigerians don't want to vote? Why do you think they don't want to go to vote? The number of people who have PVC, if you check that against the number of people who actually to vote, you find that a lot of people don't even go to vote. So they, they go for PVC because they feel like it's a for registration or that the government could bring uh, the policy that will make uh, PVC necessary and all that. They don't want to go to vote. And why would you also want to go to vote if when you go to vote, your vote will not count? And when you go to vote, you are not sure you will return home? Because there are some people who would say, uh, all right, anybody who vote for this person. We will, we will try to kill your name and all that. So you see, um, it is not an error I, I thing. What RNI is looking to do and what it is in fact doing is to push voters' advocacy to um, educate the the country more on the need for everyone to be more involved in the voting process uh, and not to shy away from that. But the government also has to work out to ensure that the, the, the voting space is secure. When people go to vote, they vote in good time and they return to their homes. And if they want to protect their vote, they should be allowed to protect their vote without any kind of intimidation. They should not die voting. Because if anybody dies voting, I mean, it's a signal to the next person not to go to vote. So, 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 so that's why I told us in the beginning, reformation of electoral, electoral law, the passage of the bill into law is important. And I don't know why the Latinate is not it's not pushing for that, you know. You know, I mean, uh, we have to, we have to ensure that that is fast. When you have, when you have penalty for offences, you find that the material space will be a bit more secure, and then people will be you know, a bit more engaging. I, I think, I think, I think that's what we need to do. For now, thank you.
0: Okay, um, let's go to social uh, social media pages and uh, take a few questions from there. Um Okay, right, we have a question from uh, um, Mr. Buenga on Facebook and he's asking if, if RNA is a political movement.
1: Wow. A political movement or a political party, which, 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 which? <laughs> because, because we need to be
0: sure. Uh, uh, well, do we plan to become a political party in the future?
1: Uh, well, I, I think I can tell you that for free. RNI is not looking to become any political party. No, that's far, extremely far from the objectives of of RNI. What RNI is looking to do is advocacy for quality leadership. To to look at how we can empower leadership, how we can reinforce, you know, our leadership, how to ensure that our leadership. You know, does the right thing. That's what Arena is about, and now also to plan for the future, because 2019 is gone. You understand? We are in 2020, so so it's no use um, crying too much. Uh, Whether that's doing that and all that. You, I mean, it is more wisdom to begin to look at 2023. How do we get more engaging? How do we ensure that whoever becomes the next president, you know, is picked by us? I, 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 and that's not to say anything. I, I, I don't mean it. I'm only meaning, I only mean that. How do we? If you feel like A is not the right candidate, then 2023 is there. But if you don't work for 2023, if you, if you don't, if you don't strategize for 2023, then you discover that the same errors that that you had in the past will repeat itself you know so that's what rna is about it is about rallying everybody all the youth the middle class the upper class the all the classes you know together to say hey let us let us let us let us have one voice let us pick somebody who represents our ideals somebody who can make nigeria a better place whether in local government or uh, state government or the Senate, or the House of Assembly, or wherever, even if it is if the, the the office of the President, you know, I, I think that is what um, um uh, we should be doing that's what Aruna is about. It's not it's not looking to become a political party. That, 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 that. <laughs> that is not from it. I and mean, then accept somebody's And that's just a joke. So, so um, like uh, Aruna is willing to work
0: with any government in power, like to make uh, hmm. if a government invites Aruna, okay, come and work with us. Um, is ARENA willing to join the government to do it to contribute this quota. Hey, the question is, come
1: and work with us to do what? I mean, we, we need to be clear. With your ideas. Since you have
0: Arina has these ideas about the better Nigeria, can I you know, is are ARENA ready to contribute those ideas to the government in power to say, okay, look, this is what we think we can do, and we are uh,
1: already contributing these ideas for free. What have we been talking about since we've been contributing those ideas?
0: Actively, actively, as uh,
1: actively. As well. You see the the problem of Nigerians is that everybody feels you have to be sitting in a particular position before you can change things. Okay. Japan, you, know, you, have to, you have to be sitting there. So if, if somebody calls and say, oh, what can we do in the education? Say, we have we have a document. I mean, we, we have not fine-tuned it completely, but we have a good document in the works that tells us about how Nigeria can be better. We, we are done with the economy, for example. Almost done with the economy. Just done, And we're looking at the ed- educational sector. We are looking at all of this sector. It's a document. And by the time we are done, and any the government says, oh, can you, uh, you know, like just that document? Oh, fine. So long as that document will be implemented. So long as our ideas will be implemented. And then we get a better society for it. Nobody is paying us for that. We have a team of very dynamic Nigerians who are sitting together to work on critical sector of, of the economy. You know, I've been looking at that painstakingly. We've been on that for months. That's to tell you that we are looking at a, a beautiful Nigerian. It is, when we sat down, we discovered that this is this is even rocket science. It's workable. It's workable. It's workable. So, if, when we are called upon, if we are called upon, of course we can oblige that document, if that's what you mean by uh, work together, you know, and all of that, uh, if that's what you mean. But if what sure. you are talking about, if I go and become, become one thing uh, for for that's, that's not part of our objective.
0: Okay, okay. Um, Mr. F. Ray on Twitter um, is asking if r i supports Zoning, uh, um, zoning of the presidency is zoning of the presidency correct. And how do we get uh, um, the best leaders? Do we, do we choose from the zones or do we uh, allow the electorate to choose? I don't know what he's talking about, but I think he's talking about zoning the um, zoning the north south the zoning now. of the presidency. Well, I, like
1: I don't want to begin by cutting any news because the, the, the truth is that. Well, I want to say that. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Because zoning is, is not a constitutional thing. It is not written in our constitution. But I think that it is some form of a gentleman agreement between the elites and all that, particularly from 1999 to say, we cede power to the south and then to the north, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I remember that at that time it was even a PDP thing. And uh, uh, trying to be careful with words, if you look at it back then, it appeared as if the PDP had um, complete power, yeah. total power. So you, you perhaps couldn't win any election if you're not a member of PDP. Do, do you understand? But now you have. Other parties come to play, particularly the APC and all of that. So if the APC says we want to go with zoning, fine. If they say they don't want to go with zoning, fine. If the PDP, whatever works for them. But but I look forward to a time in Nigeria, frankly speaking. I look forward to a time in Nigeria, where it will be let the best man win. Let the best man win. But of course if you also look at if you want to go to zones, you have best men from the, from those zones you know, but the people who are presented, those who have the gravitas, those who have the well with the land, I don't mean money politics. In fact, we are looking for such a time in Nigeria where money politics will be jettisoned. Many people will no longer vote for anybody because of money, or you don't have to be a billionaire to run for one um, elective office or the other. Where well, it will be about idea, it will be about your passion, it will be about what you are able to... To bring to the table you know value addition and all of that so, so 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 i i think that let's leave the zoning to this political political party guys to play that out you know if if they want to zone let them zone you know they want to zone level focus but i know that zoning is on the constitutional and um, and activity
0: okay okay um let's go for more questions uh, more questions coming in um how can someone join the Restore Nigeria initiative? This is coming from Miss Ebere on Facebook. How can someone join Restore
1: Nigeria? Ah, well, I, I think that all we need to do is to go to the website www and it is open to all Nigerians from across all, all divides. Anybody can be a member of Arena. In fact, what we are even doing is um, we are restoring leadership across the nation, from 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 state to state, and, and all of that. So all you need to do is to go to www.RestoreNigeriaInitiative.com or you go to uh, our Facebook page, like our Facebook page. Uh, but on, on, on the website there's there's a form, you know, there's a form that you can you can fill, and then um, you become a member of our. No, it's not simple, but then we must share in the vision of a better Nigeria. Nigeria. Mm. Okay. Um,
0: recently, uh, we we heard from uh, the former president who said that Nigeria is more divided. Do you, do you believe uh, we are more divided than we've been before? And if so, how does Iron wants want or intend to see to restore Nigeria? Can I, okay. Is there anyone Iron I wants to play or <laughs> intends to play in? integrating Nigeria, and us feel more
1: united? Yeah, I, have, I, have, I have a challenge with some of these questions. You are picking to read to me because these, these questions are better asked the president of the country. No, as, as a gentleman that wants to respect yeah. Nigeria. Because division is one problem. We have
0: uh, ethnic divisions and suspicion, yeah. mutual suspicion. So what, what can I, and I do in that regard as a breeding national cohesion? and? Uh, well,
1: I, I, think, I, I think that what we can do is just advocacy. Because we don't, have the, we don't have the powers, we don't have the st- state powers to, to do all of that. We have a trust issue. Okay. No, no doubt about that. We have, we have a trust issue in Nigeria. Okay. Where, where, where the Yorubas don't trust the Igbos, the Igbos don't trust the the Fulanis etc. Well, we have that problem. But, but I believe, and I know some people will hate me for this, but I believe in one indivisible Nigeria. I believe that we are better together. I believe so. You know, we, we don't have to be that divided. And, and we are this divided because of our leaders. Our leaders, you know, they take advantage of, of those fault lines and then they divide us and they use that to win elections. That's, I mean, that's what they do. So what you can do as a leader, what we can do is to offer advice. For example, when you talk about something as crucial as appointments. We have the federal character. You know? We have the federal character. Respect it. Respect it. I mean, I mean that will tell everybody that you belong to everybody. Do you know? Do you know how much points the president Buhari has scored by the conduct of the elections? You will be shocked because everybody is like, "Wow, we didn't." Believe. A lot of people didn't even believe it, as far away as Gumbi there's jubilation wow. yes as far as going be i mean they were jubilating to say wow so this can happen in nigeria so it, it doesn't take everything to to you know to encourage or to foster unity it is a leadership thing the leader has to say well like the president said when he was going to begin the race he said i'm for her. I'm for everybody. I'm <laughs> for, for everybody. And for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what did I I'm for everybody. And whether it's for everybody now or God, everybody knows. Yeah. Do you understand? So he has to, where he feels like, oh, really, he looks as if I'm really not for everybody, he has to consciously begin to, to, to look. You know, those stances bring in more people from, from other region, um, uh, and then you find that people begin to find and um, to, uh, to have a sense of belonging.
0: Okay, okay, thank you. Um, uh, let's look at uh, one more question from Twitter and uh, Mr. Bayo Me yeah, he says, he says, uh, I'm okay, this one is from far away from Quarter State, and he's saying, um. Is there any r office in my location? Where can I find an r office for me to register? I think you've answered that already. You can go to the websites um, and uh, join, join R&I. OK, uh, someone is asking, uh, what do you think of the new EFCC law that, uh, that creates a new organization to manage assets? Uh, you think, uh, you think the, EFCC, EFCC, um, the, the the law that tries to share the power of the EFCC is it in your rights? Is it, uh, is it okay? Do you think that's okay? Or do you think uh, the institution of the FCC needs to amend the way it is Or do you think it should be overhauled in any
1: way? Well, there has been allegations, you know, about um, assets, recovered assets, looted. Now, those are allegations, They are allegations. I don't know about them. Those who allege carry the burden of proof. But I'm sure that if the, the, the ruling power says we want another body to oversee recovered assets, it means that, to a greater extent, those allegations are true. And so it then, it, it then, it then means that it is good. It will serve the nation better if you have other another agency, if, if you want to put it that way. You know, sit over recovered assets, but they are they they, they have to also be accountable to somebody. You see, the the problem is the supervisory minister, the supervisory body is perhaps not doing enough because even if you set up some other agency to sit over recovered assets and all, it could still be looted if you don't exercise, you know, supervision. Over these things. So, Nigeria really needs to supervise uh, um, some of those people. And that's what the Senate also ought to do, you know, to supervise some of these agencies of government. Uh, that was a story for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, everybody. i going
0: to Facebook. Um, okay. And on Facebook, we have uh, Chioma. She's asking um, Does RNI support um, the movement of West subsidy and the price? <laughs> Or, or the service-based tariff for the electricity that is causing hardship for the masses? What does I I have to say what? about that? Uh, you think that uh, the government remove subsidy and talk uh, talking about uh, hiking electricity tariffs?
1: These questions from social media appear tougher than the ones that the ones that, have <laughs> that <laughs> Because they're very tricky. You know, they very tricky. I, I think that, you know that in 2012, the then president removed Subsidy and everybody, you know, took up placards and said, No, we can't have it this way. This. Now, you, you now have the current president do the same thing. It tells you that really it looks like that's the way to go, but the problem we have is the timing. Okay. The, 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 the timing, I, I think that. And this is not about PDP or APC. Our leaders have just, they have always exhibited insensitivity to the plight of the people. And that's the truth. Now look at in 2012, when the subsidy was removed. It was moved by Goodluck Jonathan, President Goodluck Jonathan. And it was removed in January. Everyone just got into a new year and the first new year gift was... We remove we remove you know the timing was was not right and then look at this one too we we are just living a pandemic and also also removes first subsidy at this time you know, so the, the, i think the timing is wrong this is what i think the government should do going forward next time do a campaign let the, let these things be preceded by a campaign. Let the people know. Already, we want to do this. It, it will tell them that they take us very, very seriously. Do you understand? And then you find that you find that everybody will 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 will, will support that that idea eh? Do a campaign and say the next one month we will be removing first of, first of city, and this is why we have to do that. And then you you carry on and then you do that and then you find that 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 will be fine. Eh? Okay, thank you. Um well there are so many questions <laughs> on social media,
0: so many <laughs> questions. Um <laughs> not uh, but, uh you don't I get it? When did it when did this talk?
1: This one No, So all that time. We should have talked. What time? What time? Because we've
0: many messages from social media and uh, <laughs> I'm afraid we'll be able to take all of them. Um so, Mr. Rupert, uh, we would like to close the show right now, um, it's, it's, it's been very exciting having you. Thank like it, seems like it, it seems like we should close the show, you know, because mm-hmm. so um, the, the reaction is crazy, a um, lot of people uh, are sending in comments and questions, uh, but I'm afraid we can't take all of them. So, sir, so before we go, um, any last words final, words final words. Final uh, words for Nigerians? <sighs> are they watching?
1: Well, um, I'd like to address all of us Nigerians, whether you are Igbo, Yoruba, Aosa, whatever tribe you belong to, I'd like you to believe in Nigeria. I'd like you to know that Nigeria of our dreams is just a click away. It's a step away. It is very possible. If we all will play our parts, if we, all we put our hands on the deck and then we'll try to move the country forward. Please don't run away from Nigeria. Please don't give up on Nigeria. Nigeria will shine. Nigeria will rise. I am a firm believer of that. It will happen in our generation. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks so much. It's absolute for
2: honor having you, being here, talking with you. Thank the, you. The thank pleasure you. and honor,
1: oh. mine. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so um, much.
2: our viewers, uh,
0: this is not going to be the last of it. We're going to have more of this, and we're going to be coming to you. We're going to talk to you. we will have more interactive sessions like this, um, with more participation of the audience and the viewers out there. Um, so keep it locked on Popula TV, on the RNI, on our website, on our social media pages. Uh, our of Nigeria Initiative on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, follow the pages and uh, ask your questions and all. I want you to come your way next time. My name is Jerry Mugodo and uh, I am Joseph Obunna. I'll see you next time. Bye
2: bye.
1: What is No, was not on Facebook. Websites. Just now. You have it before. And if you had said it again.